This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today, you guys, we're going to go for a treat for all the entrepreneurs who are trying to get their situation neat. I have Ali Vardez, Vardez, who is going to tell us what she does for entrepreneurs, management, human resources, social media, and all the other services. I'm excited to have you, Miss Ali. How are you doing today? Great to be here. I'm doing awesome today. How are you? Oh, all is well. All is well. Any day with sunshine like this out of the Seattle rain that we were so accustomed to is a <laughs> beautiful day. Um, and, and I just want you to just open it up and tell folks, because I know the story that I think I read online was like you got into worship. It was almost like you were forced to turn, you know, what you've been doing for corporate into your passion. So talk yeah. about it. Okay, so I was noticing after 16 years of being an office manager at different businesses, different small businesses, how there was such a lack of preparation for growth in every one of these businesses that they didn't have any systems in place in order to scale. They didn't plan out any kind of growth and anticipate that growth and then create the systems and processes needed for the growth, and then employ the correct people to run the systems for the growth. And that was a pattern that I was seeing repeated over and over again. So I figured that I needed to start my own business in which I could help several different business owners uh, start seeing their business as a product, seeing it as something that they're providing to customers and that what they really are looking for is having all of their clients and customers have a consistent feeling with their company, that no matter what, they are always receiving the same service and that makes them trust them. So I thought all of these are huge factors in keeping um, clientele happy. And I believe that everybody needs to learn how to do that in their business. And, and with that, and seeing so many different entrepreneurs, how long have you been in business? And are there certain things like come across that the majority of entrepreneurs have just dropped the ball on? Yes. Okay, so of all the years that I've been doing this, um, in first with the corporate world and then doing it in my own business, is that many independent contractors especially are not equipped to run their business. They know the technical side of their business that they're starting, their electrician, they know how to do the electrician things. They might be in, whatever it is, you might be a lawyer, you know how to do law, but running a business is different than doing just the technical work in the business. And a lot of people who start a business don't look at it that way. There are three parts to it. You have to have the entrepreneurial mindset to be the one who's the visionary and looking at the big picture and the goals for your company. Then you have to have a manager mindset, the person who puts all the processes and systems in place that you can um, do repeatedly and consistently. And then the technician who does the actual work. And what I do is mostly start with the business when it's in the infancy stage going to adolescence. So now they've grown to a point where they can't handle everything on their own anymore. So it's really about getting the business owner to see that they need help. And in order to grow, you can't grow by yourself. You need other people in your, on your team and systems in place so that you can scale your business. Preach, please, man. It sounds like you, you know, sitting on my shoulder right here as that, that good angel something we say every day to entrepreneurs and how long have you been in business i have been in business since march i started my own business yes right around the time it was covid 
Um, the company that I was working for actually was doing layoffs and I was laid off. So it was the perfect time for me to start. And I wanted to, that's where I wanted to go with it because it's people like you. I, I love that story. And, you know, you can see articles on her if you Google, you know, the, her name and that's her, her website too. The links will be in the description box for sure. But it's taking, you know, uh, uh, the lemons and making it lemonade. And personally for, you know, over a decade, I've been telling people, if you can be a secretary, if you can be a plumber for a corporate, you could hire me as a, you know, and just hire my business. I'll do the same job for you, but I want to have generational wealth or, you know, have a different type of schedule. And then I read the book. I'm sure you've heard about it. The four hour work week. Yes, I just that? finished reading that book. <laughs> so funny. Yes. And when you read that book, you're like, okay, I knew I wasn't crazy. And yeah. that has, you know, proven this, you know, a decade, two decades prior. And it's yeah. like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. Let me find my tribe. Like another great author, Seth Godwin, always talks about finding your tribe. And so I just love it. And I really hope. And, you know, that you're a part of Toastmasters, whatever that means right now, are part of the NSA, because that needs to be told to everybody in corporate. Make them hire you as a business. You know, it's so much more money and ask for time off. So as being an entrepreneur since March of 20. What have been the differences in your um, life schedule and what have you enjoyed the most? Okay, so definitely I have so much more joy. Every day I have a reason to get up and go and find people that I can help. I think that it just flows out of me the, the, the willingness to serve my clients and to find where their bottlenecks are. Um, so many people are just kind of walking around not really realizing what the, what's wrong in their business. They think, you know, that they can't get to where they want to be or they can't believe that they started a business and now they work like 18 hours a day and they never have time to do anything. And that's not why you became an entrepreneur. You have to realize that what you want is to take yourself completely out of the business and be the owner of the business so that that business is just generating wealth for you and you, you don't have to be there all the time because even though you've started your own business, you're still trading dollars for time. And that's really what you're trying to get out of. So that's really like my main goal in trying to teach people what they need to do. That's what I have realized as I started this journey. Also the self-awareness that comes with becoming an entrepreneur and learning about yourself and learning about you know, your mindset and how important it plays on everything. I'm a big stickler on that and trying to instill that in my clients. So that's another big thing. Definitely the mindset of knowing that you can do it. It's possible. You're not the victim. You know, everything is a choice. All of that going with, you know, the entrepreneurship has really been great for me. And prior to COVID and being laid off, had you thought of having your own business? And if you had, what stopped you from doing it? I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to just begin. I didn't know what kind of marketing I needed to do. I didn't know what kind of, I've, ne I've never been like a salesperson <laughs> to, say, to say the least, to be like, okay, I gotta sell you something. Like that's never been my personality. So that also was scary. Um, but I started out with a coach so that I could get the ground running because it's better to start getting some sort of mentorship from somebody who's been there where you want to go and knows how to get there, has a clear path, has a, pro a process that you can follow. I mean, when I think about how many stumbling blocks and things that I've gotten since I started the business, if I didn't have that coach, how much more behind I would be, it's crazy to me. So I'm a big proponent of like getting a coach they can really help you. You just need to find the right one for you, you know? Definitely, definitely. And, and if you wouldn't mind letting people know, 
you know, just what range of your coaching, because as a consultant, and, and that's what I see kind of my just day-to-day -day job, even though people say, I thought you were this, I thought you were that, whatever you thought, um, you know, as a consultant, you're trying to coach and sometimes mentor, depending on, you know, who the client is, and people will say, wow, that's expensive. But what's really expensive is trying to figure it out on your own for a decade. And so can you talk about that range that you jumped out on faith to, to maybe pay? Because I, somebody needs to hear that and say, okay, I do have that amount of money um, and she did it, I can do it too. Okay, so my story with my coach is actually when I was on the discovery call with her, she shifted my mindset as far as that I couldn't afford it. So she was 4800 and she told me that price and I was like, like, I don't have that kind of money. And she told me something that like resonated with me is that every time I've needed money for something that I really want, I have found the money. And I'm like, you're right. Things that I have made priorities in my life, I will find a way to get them. <laughs> so I did that with the money. I really prayed about it. I prayed on it. And I, I took out a business loan. And I figured if I didn't get approved for that business loan, that was God telling me, no, this is not the way for you to go. But I got approved. So in my mind, I was like, okay, God's on board. Like, we're, you know, we're going to go for it. So I did. And it's been the best decision ever. It changed my complete outlook on everything. I definitely used to be fixed mindset. Everything's happening to me, for me, I'm the victim. I don't have any choices. You know, I, you know, I'm a victim of my circumstances and not my decisions. So I was able to change all of that thought process once I started this program. And she's been like so great. She's very hands-on. And I mean, there's so many coaches that do different like facets, mindset, business. So you can find your perfect person. You just need someone to, it's, it's better if you want to go faster. If you want to start at an accelerated rate and you don't want to be twiddling your thumbs and I don't know what to do, then you need to get help from the beginning for sure. And, and, and let me put um, and say a coach isn't a magical wizard or fairy because even I, uh, my wife and I, we, ha we have a coach for a business in healthcare and it's because we're learning and the business is not even profitable, even though we have, you know, workers <laughs> and you're like, before you even have clients, you got to put that money towards that. And your story is so beautiful because you did it during a pandemic. You lost your job and you still found it. And there's some of y'all who, you know, you, you got money for a new car. Um, I'm not picking on ladies, but new hair, new this, <laughs> new that, you know. Um, but I've had guys tell me, hey, I'm willing to sell my new car to be represented by you. And I'm like, ah, that's not even going to be what I want you to do because, right. you know, you're, you're, I don't want your last and you selling that whatever it is um you know I, I don't know you should not have bought the car in the first place because i got an right. issue with the way you buy things <laughs> um yeah. you know, and that's client on client base somebody right. can afford it whatever what right. are i mean what are some of the things and i want to go even deeper than the, the first question i had asked you like are there some things that you've seen that just like you're like these entrepreneurs don't get it and i'm saying that because like you I have worked in the oil field, right? And I have been a truck driver and a cushy six-figure oil field job, very cushy. But when I got out of the oil field and I tried to um, educate truck drivers on how they can do their business, because I went out and bought my own truck, it's like, gosh, you guys are so disorganized. There's not a system. You're not even thinking that you need to even hire, you know, your wife to help you out. Are there any things that just irk you when you yes. see things in, in, in business? Yes, definitely the inconsistencies in what you're saying and what you're doing. Um, I have had several clients and then also bosses who are saying one thing to their employees and then not exemplifying that. And that causes so many problems inside of an organization. 
you need to set up what you're set from the very beginning when you first start your business, what your systems and processes are going to be and what your company culture and mission statement is. And you have to hire based on those two things. And you can't waste time on this crazy cycle of we're just going to keep hiring and firing and not having any standards of what we're looking for, which costs you so much more money because you're putting out ads and then you're hiring people, you're putting them on the payroll, then you're taking them off the payroll. It's a lot of, of back and forth that doesn't need to happen. So really consistency. And then also believing that they can run their business like a business, like a system, <laughs> like they, they don't think that they can. They are always trying to, you know, they're not thinking about the big picture. And that's really a big problem is not having the vision in mind of what you want the business to be. Because really a lot of people are starting businesses and they're just giving themselves another job. Now, instead of having a boss, now you're the boss, but now you have to do everything else the boss was doing before plus your job. And they never consider that at all. So I think they really need to take a step back and realize that you're not spending money, you're investing in your company. And I think when you think of it like that, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would someone else invest in you? I mean, you have to be willing to do that. And think about all the people who spend money to go to college and look at how much of an investment that is. And that's like $30,000 in student loans. And you could invest $5,000 in your business and be independent, have freedom, be able to travel where you want, run your business from another country, like all of these great things if you would just invest in yourself, you just always have to see it as you're investing in your, and sometimes, yeah, you're going to make a, a, the wrong investment. Sometimes that happens, but you can't live your life in fear. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. So you can't just be like, Oh no, I am so scared to spend this money. And you know, everything with everything I pray about it. So, I mean, that's personally for me, I, I give that advice to other people, but some people I know are not religious. So you just have to, Think about what you want in life and then formulate a plan to go after it. There's a, I forget who says it's, I think it's Stephen Miller, maybe, that says you have to begin with the end in mind. So you, set, you think of what your goals are, where you're headed, and then you can make a plan to get there and that would be so much easier for you. I don't want to stop anybody from emailing you and saying, oh, I'm going to go bother her. I like her look, especially the thirsties. I, you know, it's great to like someone's <laughs> look, their knowledge more than, than anything and their, with their potential, how they can help you. Um, what is the range that entrepreneurs should be in to hire someone at your level? Okay, I am normally working with people who are already at six figures. Um, they already would have the leeway to be able to spend the type of money to create a custom system and implement that and get some HR coaching and be able to hire a team to be able to uh, facilitate the systems. So I normally try to stay with some, you know, I have had some that have been uh, lower priced, lower ranged, um, that are not as, but those people have been able to come up with the money on their own. So you want to be like sort of established. So you have the money available. You want to always make sure you're doing things in sequence. So if they feel like they are not able to, um, come up with that money, then I also have other programs where we could start off with, you know, just some, group coaching or pre-recorded trainings in order to facilitate that if they have like a lower price range. Oh, give that range. Cause that's that, that's that new entrepreneur not being as confident to say, this is going to be the range you need to be in because um, I, I, I used to struggle with that and I don't even talk anymore. I just send the paperwork and that's the yeah. price. And if you want to negotiate, there's always a lower tier, but do yeah. they need to be at $2,000 a month or do they need to be at $7,000 a month is where, where I'm trying to, you know, make sure people don't just. Right. Yeah. I think you're going to already want to be around somewhere between seven and 10 K a month. Okay. 
and, yeah. and, and that, you know, and it depends again, folks, on the service that you need and how much service, because she's willing to work with you and you're catching her when she's fresh and her entrepreneur. She's not one of these beaten down entrepreneurs, bitter in just life because clients have burned you from this way to that way. And no one mm -hmm. likes to get burned, but that's, um, you know, in business, you, you, you make systems. Like you said, I am a systems person and our coach in healthcare had taught me that years ago when we just had met her to be friends. And, right. um, and, and I was like, you, you, you're right. You know? And so everything has a system because I can go to Cameroon for a month and everything is going to run like it's going to run. And exactly. I love it. I love it. What about when you were on this entrepreneur journey, the support system that you had, because most entrepreneurs that I talked to, including myself, we did not get supported. My, my wife, she met me 18 years ago. She was like, mm -hmm. what is he doing? And she's like, I'm going to be this successful, this, and she's genius and great at what she does. But she's like, you really pushed me to do entrepreneurship. And um, you always knew that's what you wanted to do. And now I see why. So did you have a support system? Because many of us did not have that. Um, yes, and a little bit on the no side. I mean, my mom was definitely like, you shouldn't spend that much money on a coach. Like, I think you should get a part-time job in the meantime. And like that kind of like, but that's really just her like looking out for me and she's just worried. And that's what really most of your loved ones are. They're just worried about you and they have their own limiting beliefs that they're like dealing with so since they're dealing with those things they they sometimes try to put that off on you and so I mean I didn't really I kind of made the own my own decision like I asked for some opinions of what people thought but it was really up to to me and what I wanted to do so okay and I'm just doing like a, a survey because I think you need, I need that push. I need not everybody to get it because it's the vision God gave me. It's not the vision that he gave everybody else. And you can hear that preached in any church on any given Sunday or now online or wherever, you know, you, you can hear it. But that push of hearing no, or that won't work. Or do you remember when that cost that much money and it didn't work? And you're like, okay, that's going to push me harder. Whereas if it was just given to me, I don't know where I would be. I don't even know what that feels like. Because like the kids say, I really got it out the mud. They think they got it out the mud, but I right. was in the mud trying to figure out how do I get enough capital to say peace to this job forever um <laughs> yes you know, yes <laughs> yeah and pay Sally Mae back all her her good money that she wanted and, and all that but I've just always loved entrepreneurship so with you know business and the, the doubters do you think you know um your own support system outside of your coach are, does that need to be strengthened at all? Or do you just have just enough people now that are believers? I think I have enough people now that are believers. I think definitely my mom's come around more to see it. Like once I started getting clients, I think that just so, like, you know, cements it and everyone else's head. They're like, oh, okay, well, I guess. And then I'm just thinking like the whole time, you know, why didn't I know this before I turned <laughs> 38 that I could do this that I could have this life that I could have this kind of freedom and you know everything so I, I I wish that people could know that when they're younger like somebody tells you like I know some people like yourself had an entrepreneurial drive but I never thought that it was even possible for me I always thought that you know like you had to the only way for you to get ahead was to get ahead in in business and corporate world and just keep working harder and more hours and doing more and more and I never realized that it didn't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and whenever you get it, I mean, that's just when, you know, everybody is different. I come from, and uh, my grandmother was an entrepreneur, so we would be at her daycare, and I would hear about how she used to own an uh, ice cream shop in Oakland before we were, you know, when my mother and all my aunts and every uncles were, and I'm just like, 
wait, if she can do that, then what can we do? And, you know, the way my journey started, it was kind of um, in the gray area. <laughs> so, right. it's, yeah, so I, I, I kind of, you know, go from one, one extreme to another sometimes in life. And that's just the way my life works. But I don't like being told what to do. I don't like to be told when to do it. And I don't live in a box. Um, even when I'm dead, I say, don't put me in a box, cremate me um spread me through because i i need to be free because i don't live by your 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 rules and if right. you notice if you notice this and this may be going you know way left field when people win they always win doing something radical whether it's in business whether it's in um you read your scriptures you see who you know um god chose to use and you we've all seen the you know images of this one was a drunk, this one was an adulterer, this one was a murderer, and this and that. So you don't know exactly, you know, with, where you line up, but I, I'm an extremist in, in, in a lot of things. So, you know, that's that. But I'm glad that at the young age of 38, because I'm just a little bit older by a year, <laughs> and, and I'm still uh, consider myself a young gentleman, um, especially in the areas around high value people, because you don't meet too many high value people who are like, you know, 19, um, even if they have money. Right. So where do you see your, you know, your business going? Do you already have employees? What's, what's the future? Oh, I see my business. Uh, I see myself completely removing myself from the business and creating a team that does all of the work. And then I will just occasionally pick out people that I'd like to coach throughout, but really just expanding my courses that I have available and just, you know, splintering off the offerings there and just, you know, talking more to my clients and figuring out what they need help with and just, you know, trying to offer new programs and trainings for them that help them with these issues that they're having that's my main goal is so that people can scale their businesses without the headache and craziness. Mm, okay. Okay. Do you see it going? I don't know. There's a great book and I can send it to you if you haven't read it via audible, if you, you know, it's free, if you've never used an audible, blah, blah, blah. It's not like a commercial when I say these things, but it's called mm -hmm. the future is faster than you think. And right. do, you, do you see your business going into like, the it's just an app and you can get what you need done by just clicking on the app and you know um, yeah. boom the robots are doing it i would definitely love to read that book i've got so many books on audible <laughs> that i've got saved to read it's like a constant learning experience being an entrepreneur well you'll have it shortly um i like to multitask and, and it's just, when you read that book, it's, you know, an audible, it's a nine hour book that you can't just go through it. If you're really right. studying what Peter, who's so qualified, um, and a, a real futurist, what he talks about, you have to stop and say, wait, that exists. Let me go look it up and see who's a part of that and how I can tie in. Because of some of those things, you can be like, let me go get the stock right now because it might've just become publicly trading. And, you know, if that's a game that you like to play, but yeah. um, I'm all about, you know, diversifying and giving the game. But, you know, a tech, a tech play, I definitely could see for, for what you do. Um, do you, I was mentioning Toastmasters and the NSA. Do you do any public speaking or have you looked into that? No, I haven't done any public speaking. Um, just as I started this entrepreneurial journey is just when I started to really come out of my introverted shell because for so long I wasn't so open to like speaking and, um, getting on and doing lives and doing videos. And now it's just been progressing. I've definitely been trying to do the opposite of what I tested in the Myers-Briggs um, exam so that I could try to expand my horizons and become the person who will be the million dollar, you know, breadwinner. <laughs> so I figure what, what I was originally was introverted. And I think it was like an advocate judging some other um, different ones. And I'm trying to go to the other side of the spectrum to, you know, grow as a person. So I've been really trying to put myself out there. <laughs> 
Well, you know what the old saying, scared money don't make no money. I consider yeah. myself an introvert and people don't believe it because when they yeah. meet me, I'm out and about. But my wife will say, he really, if you sat him down in a day and you didn't call him, I mean, he's kind of, you know, in his own bubble and he doesn't have to talk. But I know when I'm out and about or if I need to make some money, I got to talk. Um, you know, closed mouth doesn't right. make head is what grandmother said. So I, I got to be and the tongue don't stop because I want the ding, ding, ding. I want to hear the chimes, you know, come through. Um, what, what, um, with the public speaking, and this is kind of an unfair question because you have the public speaking, which is a part of networking to me, and you got in this when everything kind of shut down. But in Florida, I was shocked. I've only been here about two months. I was like, my goodness, nothing is shut down because we really had a lockdown in Seattle, Washington. So, yeah. so can you talk, like, have you been able to, um, you know, master your networking yet or is that on hold? Yeah, no, it's getting better. I mean, I do most of my networking on Facebook and I've gotten most of my clients from Facebook. Um, I do a lot of networking on LinkedIn, although there's not like the engagement factor is not the same on LinkedIn. So it's more like, I guess people are just kind of like looking at your profile and if they want to talk to you, then they'll send you a message. <laughs> um, and uh, where else on um, Instagram, just a little bit. And then I have signed up for all of these different networking groups that do networking calls in the morning. So you get on, do a little pitch and meet new people meet people in your industry and then you open up yourself for the service and it's really really great so been good so far and for an introvert that is probably like the best intro for those of us who every day are like or every other day are out and about chamber of commerce or at you know different functions uh, the touch part because yeah. I, I i'm not talking to you really if i can't touch you and, and now I can't touch you, um, you know, no right. shake of hands, no hugs, no nothing, right. you, you know, and, and it's like, oh, okay. So, wait, say that again, the sound, something happened to the sound, you went mute. Oh, oh no, sorry. Say that again, no problem. Um. I don't even know what I, I think I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, 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 no worries. I just, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be like, Hey, he, he muted her. Like, no, no, no. Something, you know, again, yeah. <laughs> glitches in, in, in the matrix. Now right. I have a big heart for Africa. Um, I have, dealings that I do there. My wife is from, from Cameroon. Um, okay. My friends growing up were all like, you know, from all parts of the world, but I just, Africa is like wide open. Um, and I know with Verdez, the, the last name that we talked about, you know, how, how you got that. Have you yeah. looked into any international dealings or doing anything, you know, abroad for your clients? Well, um, not well it's not that i haven't looked abroad because i actually have spoken with lots of people in different um countries um i just haven't actually except for i mean i have one client in canada but i mean that's not far <laughs> so i've talked with a lot of people um in definitely in south africa several australia in the uk there's so many different ones um and now that everything is online, it's like every, there's a smorgasbord of people to talk to and try to help. Um, especially now, more than ever, people are seeing that they need the, these systems in place. Okay. Now, some, I can, I, sometimes I get this hater alert and I could hear somebody saying, okay, well, if she has multiple clients and I'm just one in a number and she's going to help me with this, this, and that. But, you know, what does her help look like? How many people can she handle? Because I may, you know, need special attention, which we know every client needs to feel like they're the only client. And, <laughs> you know, you, you just have to make that dance. But what yeah. would you say to that person? And they say, hey, what does your team look like? How many folks do you have helping you? Okay. Currently, I just have one assistant. Um, that's all I've needed so far. And 
she helps me with uh, just creating some of the workflows in the different CRMs that I'm building out. Um, but really, it's, it's really since I have a, a strategic plan of whatever custom system I'm going, I'm going to build, it normally only takes me between two and three weeks to build the system out. And once I've gotten the clarity in the initial phone call of exactly where you're trying to go with the business and I build out the plan and it's really just building out the system and then testing it, I have more than enough time for clients. I am available via email and Facebook Messenger um, to answer any questions. I chat with my clients a lot through Facebook Messenger, just if I have a little, you know, a little question on the workflow so we don't have to get on a full-blown call and things are always moving smoothly. I said, like I said, available on email. Then I have Facebook group for those in my program to ask questions. So I am available um, outside of just when we have our one-on-ones or when we're doing the strategy sessions, I am available. So it just depends on when it is, what their needs are. I understand that a lot of people are in different time zones. So I try to accommodate that as well. I've, you know, definitely taking calls outside of what I would consider my office hours so that I could accommodate someone who's in a different time zone um, for that. So they don't have to worry about that. I'm very client oriented. I think it's important to really make your clients feel supported that they're really going to be better off once they're done implementing these systems. And, you know, the, the one thing that sometimes can irk some people in your position and my position is they come, it's like coming to the doctor and you come and you get help and maybe you haven't done it long enough, um, but you can correct me if I'm um, incorrect, um, that they come for the doctor, they get the Band-Aid, or they get the stitches and you say, okay, I need you to come back. And then they don't come back. And then the whole womb opens back up. And then it's like, this didn't work. And it's like, no, you need it. It's like anything else. You need it maintenance. So do, do you have a yeah. maintenance plan for them, you know, where people can, you know, not just a one-off and done or it's full services, right? Yeah. Yes, I definitely, after I've built out the initial systems and we've done the initial workflows, then I definitely offer a maintenance program as far as any updates that need to happen with the workflows or creating any additional workflows based on other packages or offers that, you're, that you are going to be offering to your clients to keep the process smooth, streamlined, automated. I am definitely there. I always give the proposal for those maintenance um, contracts after the original proposal that I've done because sometimes we add other things and I'm not sure exactly how many systems I'm going to need to maintain until we're done with the initial process. But I do offer the maintenance so that they can have peace of mind because I know a lot of people um, don't want the done uh, with you or they want me to do it for them. <laughs> So I understand that and that I want my business to always be able to offer that service, even though it might not be always me that's, that's doing it. I want to build the team to be able to do the same workflows that I know how to create. Okay. Okay. And, and this might be um, too early of a question, but with, you know, creating these systems for various people, especially doing it in a plan Demic. Um, I use my words wisely, people, when I say that. You got to be just like your president. Um, <laughs> the um, Have you considered, you know, writing a book on this or, you know, maybe having a video tutorial on what, you know, you've done thus far? Um, I'm always open to maybe writing a book. I was thinking about doing like a little, um, a little ebook. I've been thinking about that, but right now I'm in the middle of uh, building out a course. So as soon as I'm done with that, <laughs> I'll move on to the ebook. <laughs> okay, or a course, yeah. Because a course, I mean, you know, a course is no joke. And yeah. man, it's, those things are, are not easy to uh, finish because yeah. you're you know, trying to have something perfect. And, and 
I've, I've had, you know, different clients and they're like, well, Kellen, yeah, I made $30,000 on a course in less than two months, but people aren't following it. Like they're not, they buy it, but they don't follow through and it That's gets correct. later, you know, I mean, I'm like, but you can't control that part of right. what you do. Now let's yeah. cut up this 30,000 um, and, you know, make another 30 because, yeah. you know, that that's a great thing, but that can be taxing. So what will your course be on? My course is actually going to be a, giving you the systems blueprint that you need to, for any business to scale to six, I'm sorry, to scale to seven figures. It's basically giving you the systems that you need to have in place and how to implement them for the growth of your company. It'll give you more time, less waste, and a clear path to growth. Awesome, awesome. That's, um, we'll all be on our website, I'm sure, soon on our website. Yeah. Soon, we'll it's coming, I'm building. <laughs> okay. Make sure you bookmark, you know, if you're able to subscribe or something, just, you know, check out all of, all of that. With, with the success that you're having, and, you know, I understand that it's a new thing um, for entrepreneurship this year. What are your community givebacks that you're doing or that you want to do in the future? Well, I mean, my big dream is to open up a nonprofit that will be for younger children to realize all of these great things that I'm learning about mindset and knowing that you can be an entrepreneur from young, that you don't have to go the regular route that everyone thinks that you have to go on in order to be successful, that you can design your own success. And I feel like that's something that's so important that needs to be instilled in our young people because no one, like, they don't know. The majority of people just have, they haven't been enlightened to the whole to growth mindset and to knowing that you can be better, that it's not all about talent. And if you're not born with it, then you can't, it's not like you can't achieve it. And I think that's really an important message to give. Um, as far as now, I'm constantly <laughs> giving out, you know, some free tidbits on Facebook and on my page and on my website. You can also get um, some different things if you sign up for the email list that will give you PDFs for how to retain your employees. I always try to create those so that, you know, I try to give some value all the time when I'm posting, when I'm putting videos so that people really feel like they're learning something and that they can app they can apply that to their own business. Okay. Okay. I, I'd love to see, um, I don't know if you have children. I, I, I have, guess. I have two and Palm Beach County just great, did a great thing via um, online and even gave the kids backpacks and different things on entrepreneurships. It's called Mind Your Business. Did you catch that? No, I didn't hear anything about it. Okay. Um, and so, let, let, how old are your, your, your children? My daughter is 14. She starts high school this year. Okay. So, this, this would be, like, perfect. Um, let me – I think um, – I'll just put you in contact with the person and see maybe if there's a replay or, or something, but our extra backpacks, even my, my 10 year old, she was, um, I was having her read and the part that she got stuck on, she was like, wait, I have to put 60 to 70 hours a week to be an entrepreneur. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what she should know is that it doesn't feel like work because it's like your passion like I I worked I I sometimes I just find myself writing content just pulling something together and being like oh you know you just see something and you're like you just start writing or I just find myself working on my business like at little moments during the day even when I'm supposed to be relaxing and not that it's it feels like stressful or hard it just in my mind I'm like oh I have an idea oh I have you know and you just, it flows, so. Yeah. But it has to be the right thing. So the things yeah. that I have her doing right now are like, wait, hold on. This isn't the influencer or the gaming or, that I want to do. Um, right. This is what you say will make money. So, you know, it's finding your passion, but it's part of daddy's homeschool that I can show you a business the same way, like at seven, I had made her an author. And I had used software to do it because 
we write books in this house. And so anybody can become an author with software now. And, you know, it, and it was a crossword puzzle book. So all a seven-year-old had to do is do a hundred words. But um, it's, you know, I have a lot of things that I like to have going on because I have a, you know, a plan for life and it's kind of right. complicated. And right. yeah. And so, yeah. So I'll definitely um, connect you with the, um, the lady who did that in an email and see, you know, if your daughter, if there's any backpacks or any knowledge, because I think kids like you, you're saying, they need to learn this really in elementary, be reminded in middle school and let it a full practice of a business in high school, because we see that jobs are becoming, you know, it's entrepreneur. I can hire you out. You can work from home. COVID is forcing that. Um, and the next pandemic is going to force that. And, yes. and it's coming people. I, yes. I hate to say it. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. So, so yes. I, uh, yes. I mean, it's people are needing this. Everyone needs to shift their whole mindset. I believe the world would be so different if everybody like realized these little things that you don't realize when you're younger, you're just, re- you're receiving everyone else's beliefs. And then you make them your own beliefs, but there's no basis in so many of them. Like you are able to do what you want to do and make the choices that you want to make and you're not, you know, a victim. And I think that that's important for a lot of children to learn that, you know, just because right now you're in school, that doesn't mean that you have to like forever be in school. Maybe you don't want to be a pencil pusher for the rest of your life. Like you don't have to do that. And you should be able to, to know that from younger that you have other options. In your book, I see the title, Not a Victim, because you've said that a a, a couple times, and I know this is a business podcast, but I can tell that you had to get over, you know, that, and that was, you know, weighing you down. If there's any testimony that can help someone that you want to share, because some folks think, oh, only I've went through that, and it's like, you're not the only one, but you got to be around people who've gotten it over. So if there's any testimony on that, it, you know, preach, uh, you know, we, we can move on. But what yeah. was, yeah, what was it? I mean, I've definitely just made some really bad choices before in my life. Just thinking that, you know, just selfish choices. And then also trying to find my way and going through different careers and just kind of like acquiring debt through school and not really knowing like what would be the best, the best route for me. And then really just not believing that I could have any better than what I had. And I feel that I thought that it was like that because of everything that was happening around me. I would always blame other people for everything and find an excuse and always be upset. And, you know, it was just like a cloud hanging over me. And I feel like a lot of people that since I've come out of the cloud and, you know, I'm more enlightened to what's happening around me, I feel like I see it so much more of people playing the victim. It's like a a theme, a universal theme of like, it's not you, everyone else around you is ruining your life. And like, I really used to think that, I really used to think that way. And when I see like my old um, memes and things come up on Facebook on the, on, on the memories app, and I see like my mentality of how sad I was and how upset I was with like everyone else when really I should have been thinking about the decisions that I was making was making my life. And I feel like it's really some, you know, it's hard to break through that, that barrier to someone and have them realize that things aren't happening to them. I I love that. I going through school, I worked at group homes, rehab facilities, psych wards, and to see like what happens to some, you know, children at a young age, they never get over it. Cause those same people you'll go to school with, you'll go to work with, you'll be in relationships with, and you see how, you know, folks have to get through their, their, their stuff and, and their baggage. And we all have stuff, um, yeah. you know, but some stuff is so unfair 
to a child. And I find that when trying to reach, I love the hood. The hood is where it's all good. This Hope Dealer shirt, I don't know if you recognize, this is something in West Palm by uh, a former guest, Ricky Atkins. And, okay. and he goes out and, you know, he's from, you know, Tamarind and, and, and all that and, 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 you know, mentors the kids weekly. But it's the, the mentality of what happens as a kid to get over it. But, you know, I'm hiring, right? When I right. first come here and you're like, okay, I want to try to hire our folks. We know we need help, but our folks here, and it's not just here. Cause I've lived mm -hmm. in, we've lived in six different States, you know, right. in 18 years. Um, <laughs> it's not just here. It's our folks, especially if it sounds too good to be true, they yeah. can't even, you know, show yeah. up for the interview. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and it's like, you need this opportunity. Not to say you need me, because opportunities all the way around. But it's right. like you need this coaching. You need someone to grab your hand. And yeah. the fact that others would rush for the activity. I don't drive a $300,000 car. I might rent one if I ever want to stunt, but I don't want right. to a $300,000 car. Um, yeah. You know, they're nice, but it's just yeah. something I don't want to maintain. It's like having a boat or an RV. I don't want to clean right, it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, and people say, well, you should be able to have someone else, you know, if you can really afford it. You're right. That's why I don't have it. Um, but our people's minds, a lot of times, especially, you know, it's not just the uneducated, because even you're saying you went educated and you still had, you know, baggage of, I did this, or I'm not smart enough. Maybe that was some of it, or I can't. And, and that has to get off because you get one life to, you know, either do great things or keep trying to do great things. And what are you going to do? So I love it. I love that you took that baggage off. That's the name of the book. Should we call Ingram now? <laughs> and, and For sure. Little... I like that. Take the baggage off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And if you haven't gone, I don't like to just get the game, but I like to give it. And I like to give it because it's a time where others may be like, oh, I never heard of that before. But if you haven't gone to your, have you gone to your local SBA? No, I haven't actually, no. And you can rewind this or you can write it down, whatever you need to do. Go to your local SBA, go to your local score, introduce yourself via email and we all can shake hands again and hug. Um, right. um, they're going to help you. Um, there's one, another organization most people won't tell you about because they don't know. They should teach this in college. It's called PTAC. And you can put in PTAC Florida. PTAC will show you where all the people in the government who are looking to buy your services. Oh. So this, this is million dollar game right here. Right. And, and you can go call all those people up in one day and find out and, and set up your meeting, whether it's Zoom, and say, this is me. You want to have a capability statement. You want to have a uh, scope of work. I, I put my scope of work in my contract just so it's just a very simple page that people can see. But um, also the Toastmasters and then the NSA, because people still are doing paid gigs via Zoom. Um, I know magicians who are still getting paid to do magic on Zoom. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I've had one yeah. on my show. That's um, nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> And also your local chamber of commerce. I don't know. Are you in West Palm? No, I'm in Miami. Okay. You're in Miami. So mm -hmm. call, you know, the chamber in Miami. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, all of South Florida is mine. I'm just claiming, claiming it business wise. Yeah. No, there's yeah. no limitation. I'm in, you know, less than an hour away from Miami. Boom. We're yeah. all of South Florida. We, we want it all my, like Tony Montana came to Miami. Hey, yeah. That's how I'm coming, man. <laughs> oh, I like it. The world is yours. The world is yours. One of my favorite movies. I watch it every time it's on TV. <laughs> Man, I got I got the VHS and, you know, it's a little worn out. One day I might subscribe to just downloading it, right? But I'm Oh, all, my I'm gosh. <laughs> VHS. Wow. Yeah. I've, got, I've still got my Disney movies on VHS from when I was younger. Yeah, that's a collection. That's gonna be worth some money. So keep yeah. those. Yeah, keep those. But those or 
those organizations are going to open up your client base to where you're going to be like, whoa, I'm not, people are calling me now for, that's what they're going to do for you. Because the government buys everything from pencils to things that you'd be like, I never knew that the government would spend $40,000 for somebody to create a Twitter and then tell them they can't make one tweet. That wasn't my contract, <laughs> but that's what my PTAC officer, um, she showed me. And I'm like, oh my wait, gosh. 40000 wow. to create the profile? Create a Twitter profile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my they, gosh. Yeah. They know, how, they know how to waste our money wisely or unwisely. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and, and, and I see, you know, a lot of um, personal assistants, like, online like craigslist and in, in miami what i've seen are especially the um the afro-latina women i mean i sometimes i don't know if they're, what assistance they're selling but i said it looks good i said that <laughs> looks real miami you know i'm, I'm in <laughs> yeah miami. it's real miami <laughs> yeah it's the way to look at it <laughs> yeah. and, and and you know what there is a lane for everybody because i like to give hope um if you only have maybe looks to you, right? And Cardi B and others are, and the Kardashians show that you don't have to have all the talent, but if, let's say all you have is looks. I would hire somebody with just looks to go to a meeting for me, to record the meeting via audio or video, and, I, and then to pick up all the business cards because I know all the thirsty, out of shape, old, no game men are going to run to this person and try to do their best, you know, whatever they worked yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> and I also have proven that the women are going to be like, even if the woman is not properly dressed, you know, and I say that in quotes, cause I'm not <laughs> a judge or juror that the women are going to go and say, wow, you look like, you know, you stepped out of a magazine and it works. And I can't go to every meeting. And during COVID, I ain't going to no meetings. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, plus, as you can see, I'm a different type of entrepreneur with the, the love locks in my hair. Yeah. With the, you know, the frames, you, you always will see some yeah. type of shades. Um, my, my eyes are sensitive to sun and I'm a star, so I was born in it. But, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm different, but I'm good at what I'm doing. And I'm not, I'm actually great at what I'm doing, but I'm not like constantly looking for work. But it right. comes to me because your gift will make room for you. And that's so true. So I believe your gift will make room for you in Jesus Christ's name. Yeah. And those places will help you out and you'll be like, whoa. I'm yeah. glad you told I'm going to check those out today. Sign up for everything. I'm Every like open to all suggestions. <laughs> yes. And, and not just Miami, because from Fort Lauderdale to Palm Beach County, your services are needed. I'm, se I'm seeing so much. But, you know, sometimes, you know, th there's a, a crowd worldwide about, I would say, 60 and over who they are still stuck in the way, oh, you had to have a tie when you do business or a woman's skirt has to look like this. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and those people who can't pivot, um, they aren't really my customer. Because yeah. as you see, this is a technology play and you don't right. know technology like we know it. You don't know systems and you can't go anywhere in the world and touch somebody, literally. And yeah. we can. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah. yeah, so with that, um, if there's anything you want to leave the people that I might have missed, please give, you know, give them a, your, any info you want to give, website, anything, um, any words of encouragement? Okay, so my last words for anyone who's listening is if you've been wanting to start a business, then you just need to go ahead and do it. Like, you can do it. Don't let people tell you that you can't do it. You just have to believe that you can. I mean, whether you can or you can't is whether you believe you can or can't. So you need to make sure that you believe in yourself because you're the first line. It's, a, it's all about you believing. If you believe, everyone around you will believe in their own time. You can only be worried about yourself and what's happening with you because it's your life. It's you only get this one to make an impact and you want to be living your most purpose, purposeful life. 
because that's where you're going to see the most blessings because you're aligned and that's really the most important thing so also if you need any help with your systems i am actually offering free business audits for this month that i will basically delve into everything that's happening with your business and i will help you find clarity and see the gaps and we can create a custom plan in order for you to implement and that will be a way for you to get on the road to dealing your business, which is basically what we're talking about in the four hour work week earlier, to be able to, to de define exactly what you want, eliminate all the waste, automate your processes and liberate yourself. So if you want any more information on that, you can go to my website. It's www.alivaldez.com. If you'd like to email me, my email is ali at alivaldez.com. And I am on Facebook if you'd like to find me. And I also have a great Facebook group where you can learn several different things about business systems and HR solutions. That's free. And it's called CEOs Who Scale. So I hope to see you. And I hope to be able to help you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am really appreciative of this whole experience. <laughs>